Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week is Parashah 48. We're reading from the complete Jewish Bible. Deuteronomy 16.18-21.9 You are to appoint judges and officers for all your gates in the cities. Adonai God, your God, is giving you tribe by tribe, and they are to judge the people with righteous judgment. You are not to distort justices or show favoritism. You are not to accept a bribe, for a gift blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of even the upright. Justice, only justice, you must pursue, so that you will live and inherit the land Adonai, your God, is giving you. You are not to plant any sort of tree as a sacred pole beside the altar of Adonai, your God, that you will make for yourselves. Likewise, do not set up a standing stone. Adonai, your God, hates such things. You are not to sacrifice to Adonai, your God, a cow or sheep that has a defect or anything wrong with it. That would be that would be an abomination to Adonai, your God. If there is found among you within any of your gates in any city that Adonai your God gives you, a man or a woman who does what Adonai your God sees is wicked, transgressing his covenant by going and serving other gods and worshipping them, the sun, the moon, or anything in the sky, something I have forbidden, and it is told to you, or you hear about it, then you are to investigate the matter diligently. If it is true, if it is confirmed that such detestable things are being done in Israel, then you are to bring the man or woman who has done this wicked thing to your city gates and stone that man or woman to death. The death sentence is to be carried out only if there was testimony from two or three witnesses. He may not be sentenced to death on the testimony of only one witness. The witnesses are to be the first to stone him to death, and afterwards the people are to stone him. Thus, you will put an end to this wickedness among you. If a case comes before you at your city gate, which is too difficult for you to judge concerning bloodshed, civil suit, personal injury, or any other controversial issue. You are to get up, go to the place which Adonai, God, your God, will choose, and appear before the Kohen, who are Levites, and the judge in office at the time. Seek their opinion, and they will render a verdict for you. You will then act according to what they have told you there in that place which Adonai will choose. You are to take care to act according to all their instructions. In accordance with the Torah they teach you, you are to carry out the judgment they render, not turning aside to the right or the left from the verdict they declare to you. Anyone presumptuous enough not to pay attention to the Kohen appointed there to serve Adonai your God or to to the judge, that person must die. Thus you will exterminate such wickedness from Israel. 
All the people will hear about it and be afraid to continue acting presumptuously. When you have entered the land Adonai your God has given you, have taken possession of it and are living there, you may say, I want to have a king over me like all the other nations around me. In that event, you must appoint a king, the one whom Adonai your God will choose. You, I mean, he must be one of your kinsmen, this king you appoint over you. You are forbidden to appoint a foreigner over you who is not your kinsman. However, he is not to acquire any horses for himself or have the people return to Egypt to obtain more horses. Inasmuch as Adonai told you never go back that way again, likewise, he is not to acquire many wives for himself, so that his heart will not turn away, and he is not to acquire excessive quantities of silver and gold. When he has come to occupy the throne of his kingdom, he is to write a copy of this Torah for himself in a scroll, from the one the Kohen and Levites use. It is to remain with him, and he is to read in it every day as long as he lives so that he will learn to fear Adonai his God and keep all the words of this Torah and these laws and obey them, so that he will not think he is better than his kinsmen, and so that he will not turn aside either to the right or to the left from the mitzvah. In this way, he will prolong his own reign and that of his children in Israel. The Kohen or Levi, and indeed the whole tribe of Levi, are not to have a share of of an inheritance with Israel. Instead, their support will come from the food offered by fire to Adonai and from whatever else becomes his. They will have no inheritance with their brothers because Adonai is their inheritance, as he has said to them. The Kohen will have the right to receive from the people, from those offering a sacrifice, whether ox or sheep, the shoulder, the jowls, and the stomach. You will also give him the first fruits of your grain, new wine and olive oil, and the first of the fleece of your sheep. For Adonai your God has chosen him from all your tribes to stand and serve in the name of Adonai, him and his sons forever. If a Levi from one of your towns anywhere in Israel where he is living comes, highly motivated, to the place which Adonai will choose, then he will serve there in the name of Adonai his God, just like his kinsmen, the Levi, who stand and serve in the presence of Adonai. Such a Levi will receive the same share as as they do in addition to what he may receive from selling his inherited ancestral property. When you enter the land Adonai your God is giving you, you are not to learn how to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There must not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through fire, a diviner, a soothsayer, an enchanter, a sorcerer, a spellcaster, a consulter of ghosts or spirits, or a necromancer. 
for whoever does these things is detestable to Adonai. And because of these abominations, Adonai, your God, is driving them out ahead of you. You must be wholehearted with Adonai, your God. For these nations, which you are about to dispossess, listen to soothsayers and diviners. But you, Adonai, your God, does not allow you to do this. Adonai will raise up for you a prophet like me from among yourselves. From your own kinsmen, you are to pay the attention to him. Just as when you were assembled at Horeb and requested Adonai your God, don't let me hear the voice of Adonai my God anymore. Or let me see this great fire again. If I do, I will die. On that occasion, Adonai said to me, they are right in what they are saying. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kinsmen. And I will put my words in his mouth and he will tell them everything I order him. Whoever doesn't listen to my words, which he will speak in my name, will have to account for himself to me. But if a prophet presumptuously speaks a word in my name, which I didn't order him to say, or if he speaks in the name of other gods, then that prophet must die. You may be wondering, how are we to know if a word has not been spoken by Adonai? When a prophet speaks in the name of Adonai and the prediction does not come true, that is, the word is not fulfilled, then Adonai did not speak that word. The prophet who said it spoke presumptuously. You have nothing to fear from him. When Adonai your God cuts off the nations whose land Adonai your God is giving you, and you take their place and settle in their cities and houses, you are to set aside three cities for yourselves in your land that Adonai your God has given you to possess. Divide the territory of your land, which Adonai your God is having you inherit, into three parts, and prepare the roads so that any killer can flee to these cities. The killer who will live if he flees there is someone who has killed his fellow member of the community by mistake who did not hate him in the past an example would be if a man goes into the forest with his neighbor to cut wood and takes a stroke with the axe to fell a tree but the head of the axe flies off the handle hits his neighbor and kills him. Then he is to flee to one of these cities and live there. Otherwise, the next of kin avenger, in the heat of his anger, may pursue the killer and overtake him because the distance to the city of refuge is long and strike him dead. Even though he didn't deserve to die, inasmuch as he hadn't hated him in the past, this is why I'm ordering you to set aside for yourselves three cities. If Adonai your God expands your territory 
as he swore to your ancestors that he would, and gives you all the land he promised to give to your ancestors, provided you keep and observe all these mitzvah I'm giving you today, loving Adonai your God and always following his ways, then you are to add three more cities for yourselves besides these three, so that innocent blood will not be shed in the land Adonai your God is giving you as an inheritance. And thus, blood guilt be on you. However, if someone hates his fellow member of the community, lies in wait for him, attacks him, strikes him a death blow, and then flees into one of these cities, then the leaders of his own town are to send and bring him back from there and hand him over to the next of kin avenger to put him to death. You are not to pity him. Rather, you must put an end to the shedding of innocent blood in Israel. Then things will go well with you. You are not to move your neighbor's boundary marker from the place where people put it long ago. In the inheritance soon to be yours and land Adonai your God is giving you to possess. One witness alone will not be sufficient to convict a person of any offense or sin of any kind. The matter will be established only if there are two or three witnesses testifying against him. If a malicious witness comes forward and gives false testimony against someone, then both the men involved in the controversy are to stand before Adonai, before the Cohen and the judges in office at the time. The judges are to investigate carefully. If they find that the witness is lying and has given false testimony against his brother, you are to do to him what he intended to do to his brother. In this way, you will put an end to such wickedness among you. Those who remain will hear about it. Be afraid and no longer commit such wickedness among you. Show no pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. When you go out to fight your enemies and see horses, chariots, and a force larger than yours, you are not to be afraid of them, because Adonai, your God, who brought you out of from the land of Egypt, is with you. When you are about to go into battle, the Kohen is to come forward and address the people. He should tell them, listen, Israel, you are about to do battle against your enemies. Don't be faint-hearted or afraid. Don't be alarmed or frightened by them because Adonai your God is going with you to fight on your behalf against your enemies and give you victory. Then the officials will speak to the soldiers. They are to say, is there a man here who has built a new house but hasn't dedicated it yet? He should go back home now. Otherwise, he may die fighting and another man will dedicate it. Is there a man here who has planted a vineyard but hasn't yet made use of its fruit? He should go back home, otherwise he may die fighting and another man will use it. Is there a man here who is engaged to a woman but hasn't married her yet? He should go back home, otherwise he may die fighting 
and another man will marry her. The officials will then add to what they have said to the soldiers. Is there a man here who is afraid and faint-hearted? He should go back home, otherwise his fear will demoralize his comrades as well. When the officials have finished speaking with the soldiers, commanders are to be appointed to lead the army. When you advance on a town to attack it, first offer it terms for peace. If it accepts the terms for peace and opens its gates to you, then all the people there are to put to, <clears throat> to forced labor and work for you. However, if they refuse to make peace with you, but prefer to make war against you, you are to put it under siege. When Adonai your God hands it over to, to you, you are to put every male to the sword. However, you are to take as booty for yourselves, the women, the little ones, the livestock, and everything in the city, all its spoil. Yes, you will feed on your enemy's spoil which Adonai your God has given you. This is what you are to do to all the towns which are a great distance from you, which are not the towns of those these nations. As for the towns of these peoples, which Adonai your God has given you as your inheritance, you are not to allow anything that breathes to live. Rather, you must destroy them completely, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Pritzai, the Hivi, and the Yavusi, as Adonai your God has ordered you, so that they won't teach you to follow their abominable practices, which they do for their gods, thus causing you to sin against Adonai your God. When? In making war against the town in order to capture it, you lay siege to it for a long time. You are not to destroy its trees, cutting them down with an axe. You can eat their fruit, so don't cut them down. After all, are the trees in the field human beings, so that you have to besiege them too? However, if you know that certain trees provide no food, you may destroy them and cut them down in order to build siege works against the town, making war with you until it falls. If in the land Adonai your God is giving you to possess, a murder victim is found lying in the countryside, and the perpetrator of the murder is not known, then your leaders and judges are to go out and measure the distance between the murder victim and the surrounding towns. After it has been determined which town is the closest, the leaders of that town are to take a young female crow that has never been put to work and, oh, excuse me, cow, a young female cow that has never been put to work or yoked for use as a draft animal. The leaders of that town are to bring the heifer down to the vadai with, with a stream in it that never dries up to a place that is neither plowed nor sown and they are to break the cow's neck there in the bad eye then the Cohen who are Levi are to approach for Adonai your God has chosen them to serve him 
and pronounce blessings in the name of Adonai. They will decide the outcome of every dispute and matter involving violence. All the leaders of the town nearest the murder victim are to wash their hands over the cow whose neck was broken in the bad eye. Then they are to speak up and say, this blood was not shed by our hands, nor have we seen who did it. Adonai, forgive your people Israel, whom you redeemed. Do not allow innocent blood to be shed among your people Israel, and they will be forgiven this bloodshed. Thus you will banish the shedding of innocent blood from among you by doing what Adonai sees as right. Then we have Isaiah 51.12 through 52.12 and you will find that on page 519. 51.12 I, yes I, am the one who comforts you. Why are you afraid of a man who must die, of a human being who will wither like grass? You have forgotten Adonai, your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. Instead, you are in constant fear all day because of the oppressor's rage, as he prepares to destroy. But where is the oppressor's rage? The captive will soon be set free. He will not die or go down to Shaul. On the contrary, his food supply will be secure. For I am Adonai, your God, who stirs up the sea, who makes its waves roar. Adonai Zavaot is my name. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand in order to plant the skies anew, lay the foundations of the earth anew, and say to Zion, you are my people. Awake, awake, stand up, Jerusalem. At Adonai's hand you drink the cup of his fury. You have drained to the dregs the goblet of drunkenness. There is no one to guide her among all the sons she has borne. Not one of all the children she raised is taking her by the hand. These two disasters have overcome you. You yet, you yet, who will grieve with you? Plunder and destruction, famine, fam, famine and sword. By whom can I comfort you? Your children lie helpless at every street corner, like an antelope trapped in a net. They are full of Adonai's fury, the rebuke of your God. Therefore, please hear this in your affliction. You who are drunk, but not with wine, this is what your Lord Adonai says, your God who defends his people. Here I have removed from your hand the cup of drunkenness the goblet of my fury. You will never drink it again. I will put it in the hands of your tormentors. 
who said to you, bend down so we can trample you. And you flattened your back on the ground like a street for them to walk on. Awake, awake, Zion. Clothe yourselves with your strength. Dress in your splendid garments, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean will enter you no more. Shake off the dust. Arise. Be enthroned, Jerusalem. Loosen the chains on your neck, captive daughter of Zion. For thus says Adonai, You were sold for nothing, and you will be redeemed without money. For thus says Adonai Elohim, Long ago my people went down to Egypt to live there as aliens, and Asher oppressed them for no reason. So now what should I do here, asked Adonai, since my people were carried off for nothing? Their oppressors are howling, says Adonai, and my name is always being insulted daily. Therefore my people will know my name. Therefore on that day they will know that I, the one speaking, here I am. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Proclaiming shalom, bringing good news and good things, announcing salvation and saying to Zion, your God is king. Listen, your watchmen are raising their voices, shouting for joy together. For they will see before their own eyes, Adonai is returning to Zion. Break out into joy. Sing together, your ruins of Jerusalem. For Adonai has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Adonai has bared his holy arm in the sight of every nation. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Leave, leave, get out of there. Don't touch anything unclean. Get out from inside it and be clean, you who carry Adonai's temple equipment. You need not leave in haste. You do not have to flee. For Adonai will go ahead of you, and the God of Israel will also be behind you. Then we have Matthew 18. 1 through 35, and you'll find that on page 1245. Matthew 17, 18. 18. At that moment, the Talmudin came to Yeshua and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child to him, stood him among them, and said, Yes, I tell you that unless you change and become like little children, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. So the greatest in the kingdom is whoever makes himself as humble as this child. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever ensnares one of these little ones 
who trust me it would be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the open sea. Woe to the world because of snares. For there must be snares, but woe to the person who sets the snare. So if your hand or foot becomes a snare for you, cut it off and throw it away. Better that you should be maimed or crippled and obtain eternal life than keep both hands or both feet and be thrown into everlasting fire. And if your eye is a snare for you, gouge it out and fling it away. Better that you should be one-eyed and obtain eternal life than keep both eyes and be thrown into the fire of Gehenna. See that you never despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven have been, are continually seeing the face of my Father in heaven. What's your opinion? What will somebody do who has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away? Won't he leave the ninety-nine on the hillsides and go off to find the stray? And if he happens to find it, yes, I tell you, he is happier over over it than over the 99 that never strayed. Thus your Father in heaven does not want even one of these little ones to be lost. Moreover, if your brother commits a sin against you, go and show him his fault, but privately, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. If he doesn't listen, take one or two others with you so that every accusation can be supported by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to hear them, tell the congregation. And if he refuses to listen even to the congregation, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Yes, I tell you people that whatever you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. To repeat, I tell you that if two of you here on earth agree about anything people ask, it will be for them from my Father in heaven. For wherever two or three are assembled in my name, I am there with them. Then Peter came up and said to him, Rabbi, how often can my brother sin against me and I have to forgive him? As many as seven times? No, not seven times, answered Yeshua, but seventy times seven. Because of this, the kingdom of heaven may be compared with a king who decided to settle accounts with his deputies. Right away they brought forward a man who owed him many millions. And since he couldn't pay, his master ordered that he, his wife, his children, and all his possessions be sold to pay the debt. But the servant fell down before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. So out of pity for him, the master let him go and forgave the debt. But as that servant was leaving, 
he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him some tiny sum. He grabbed him and began to choke him, crying, Pay back what you owe me. His fellow servant fell before him and begged, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him thrown in jail until he should repay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were extremely distressed, and they went and told their master everything that had taken place. Then the master summoned his servant and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt just because you begged me to do it. Shouldn't you have had pity on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And in anger, his master turned him over to the jailers for punishment until he paid back everything he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat you unless you each forgive your brother from your heart. Thank you, Father God, for a great parish, y'all. Sure gives us something to think about. And we do sure know some that are some people that aren't really brothers that take advantage of this particular last paragraph and uh, borrow with no intent of ever paying back just so that uh, they trick you into thinking you should forgive them with those kind of intentions we definitely have discernment to um, do the right thing the right thing would be don't lend at all in the name of Yeshua, we pray today that we will be put at ease for our concern. Just like you in your word have reminded us to uh, not fret. These scriptures certainly remind us not to do so because you are with us. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen.